1: Bringing you the stories, making news right now on WBZ News Radio 1030.
2: WBC News Time 1230 and 39 degrees in Boston. Good afternoon, I'm Rod Fritz, WBC News. Welcome to Reporters Roundup on this Tuesday, January the 9th, and here are the stories making news right now. I'm Carl Stevens. There's a sudden gray area for marijuana businesses in Massachusetts.
3: For the first time in over two years, representatives from both Koreas meet and find some common ground on the Olympics. Some ABC's Tom Rivers.
4: This is Ben Parker in Newburyport, working to fix some issues along parts of the commuter rail
5: north of Boston.
0: Could Bill Belichick coach the Giants next season? He says he's absolutely coming back. I'm Adam
5: I'm Mark Mills for Bloomberg Business. Alcohol companies beware, cannabis is coming for your customers.
2: Wall Street, the Dow up 113 points. WBC News Time 1231. This portion of the news is brought to you by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. Well, with the retail marijuana business about to kick off here in Massachusetts, there is suddenly a real question as to whether those in the marijuana business could face federal prosecution. WBZ's Carl Stevens on the Ring Central news Newsline following the story. Um, this comes, Carl, doesn't it, after comments from the new U.S. attorney here in Massachusetts?
6: Yeah, and he was just taking his cue from Washington. Andrew Lelling is the new U.S. attorney mm-hmm. from Massachusetts, and he was just dovetailing with what the U.S. attorney for these United States, Jeff Sessions indicated, and that's we're going to reverse an Obama-era policy where the federal government would look the other way. Marijuana is still prohibited under federal law, but as we know a number of states have legalized it, including Massachusetts, but it's a well-entrenched industry in states like Colorado, for sure. example. So what the heck is going to happen there? It's it's a very difficult space because a law is a law, right? right. You want a law to tell you what's right and what's wrong, what's legal, what's not, what's black, what's white, you, you know? But in this particular case, you've got a whole lot of gray because what Lelling said was we're going to determine whether we're going to prosecute on a case-by-case basis. I have no idea what that means. What if the mayor said we're going to prosecute jaywalking on a case-by-case basis? Nobody's going to leave the curb. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. just—it's a difficult space right now, and it—it it might evolve, but it's hard to tell.
2: Well, it sure would make you think twice if you were going to want to open up a marijuana business here in Massachusetts. So, 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 what do we know? What's going to happen now? Well, what you just mentioned
6: is a real concern because there's been a lot of money and a lot of time laying the foundation for this. What's going to happen now? In fact, today the Cannabis Control Commission, at a regularly scheduled meeting, is going to meet as they try to lay the groundwork for the retail marijuana business. And this is just happening, and it really remains to be seen whether this federal policy, this federal stance, if you will, is a speed bump or a roadblock to the marijuana business, not just in Massachusetts,
2: but around the country. You're listening to Reporter's Roundup on WBZ. And as you heard from WBZ's Carl Stevens just a few minutes ago, There's a bit of concern over threats from the DOJ regarding federal laws against marijuana. But that's not stopping several states from moving forward, including Massachusetts. Joining us from Bloomberg Business, Mark Mills. And Mark, it seems we might see a new competition here between pot and booze.
5: Absolutely. Despite Jeff Sessions in Washington, the marijuana industry going ahead. And there are companies in the marijuana business that would like to urge people to maybe change some of their social patterns. For example, going out with their pals after work and instead of going to the happy hour for some alcohol, they might go someplace and share a little marijuana, which can be put in things like wine or seltzer water. And of course, there's the old-fashioned light it up and smoke a joint Routine, but marijuana is going into a lot of different products, and the industry sees a great opening here to kind of take on uh, the alcohol industry. And in fact, there's an analyst with Cowan and Company who covers the alcohol industry as well as marijuana, and she is saying that yes, this uh, could be a threat to the big alcohol business in North America. Uh,
2: I can see it now, Mark, going into the bar and saying, I'll have a uh, (laughs) pot and tonic, please, with (laughs) a little lime.
5: (laughs) Rod, I just got to tell you, the, the dosage is key here. They don't want people going in and and you know coming out looking like they can't get home. They can't find their way back to their house. The mm-hmm. typical uh, stereotypical stoner look. So dosage is important to give people a buzz, make them feel good, but you know not have them falling over the street.
2: Exactly. All right, Mark Mills at Bloomberg Business. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Ron. Well, it seems inevitable that President Donald Trump will have to speak directly with investigators about whether his campaign coordinated with the Russians to sway voters. The prospect of an interview with the president has come up in recent discussions between investigators and Trump's lawyers. Joining us on the Ring Central Newsline, ABC News correspondent Aaron Katursky. So will we know Aaron when uh, Robert Mueller will actually sit down and talk with President Trump?
7: I don't think we're going to know definitively soon, but I think we have our strongest indication yet, Rod, that The the special counsel intends to make a formal request of the president to sit down and and discuss some things. Now, the president's legal team will have uh, have its options to weigh, whether it allows just a one-on-one interview, whether uh, it wants to try and limit the scope of the questions or limit the president's responses to in writing, whether Mueller would even accept such limits, we're not sure. But we got word from people familiar with their discussions that uh, Mueller's team signaled to the president's legal team that a request was coming, And so they they're going to get an answer prepared.
2: I would think the president might declare executive privilege here unless he actually has nothing to hide.
7: Well, he says he doesn't. He said there's there's no evidence of collusion. He's called the Russia investigation a joke and a witch hunt. And he told us that he would be happy to meet with Robert Mueller for those reasons. So we're not sure what form the president's lawyers are comfortable at taking. We know that uh, other presidents have sat with special counsel, so there's precedent here, and, and it would be tough for the president to to avoid it, and probably doesn't want to get to the point where Mueller would have to subpoena him to a grand jury. Remember, a grand jury is what tripped up President Clinton and set the grounds for his impeachment when he talked about the definition of is.
2: Yeah. Aaron Koterski, ABC News, with us on Reporter's Roundup. Well, the first direct talks between North and South Korea in over two years appears to be paying off. Joining us from the foreign desk, ABC News correspondent Tom Rivers, and Tom, after over three hours of talks today, the two agreed that the North will send athletes to the Winter Games in Pyeongchang in South Korea in just a few weeks.
3: They're going to play ball, Rod. That's pretty, you know, it's good news. It's an opening gambit. It's, uh, you know, maybe the possibility that there could be more dialogue in the coming weeks and months and other things can be put on the table. But uh, on the border, it uh, is a familiar tale not seen for at least two years. Five-person delegation sitting across from each other uh, on the table there. There have been lower-level contacts in the in the weeks running up to this but the bottom line is you say they're gonna send some athletes they're gonna send a taekwondo demonstration team they are going to send uh... officials as well they're gonna send cheerleaders artists and uh, press corps. So yeah, they're they're going to be doing everything that is good. It's also a sign that guess what? You know these Olympics are going to be safe because they're going to have their team down there. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a positive development.
2: And as you mentioned, uh, there may be other things in the works here down the road diplomatically. We don't know. But as someone told me yesterday, you got to take baby steps first.
3: You are absolutely, it's got to start somewhere. Uh, you know, think back to uh, to Nixon, ping-pong diplomacy. It, it, it's got to start with something, and that gives you at least the latitude and the, the possibility of moving forward, dealing with things like uh, the nuclear issue, dealing with the missile issue, et cetera, et cetera. Also, the South Koreans uh, had, had thrown a couple of proposals on the table. Uh, the response from North Korea was, let's, continue a dialogue but south korea said hey maybe we can have both teams uh going into the stadium and the beginning and the close together uh who knows that may happen rod also they said let's try to uh get back to what they had for years the uh if you will the reunion of families on both sides of the border uh that may happen north korea didn't sign off on that yet but they, you know they're expecting more discussions in the in the coming weeks
2: all right going to make the olympic games kind of interesting i think tom rivers abc in london thank you On the Ring Central news line from the Ticket.com sports studio here with WBZ's Adam Kaufman. Of course, the Bruins are off until yep. Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. yeah, in Montreal. And, and uh, Celtics are over there in... Across the pond, they're in London. Yeah. Sixers on uh, Thursday. They're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Little Birdie told me mm-hmm. that uh, Bill Belichick's going to coach the New York Giants you next year. You read too much.
0: That's what I think. I, think New, I saw to a, a
2: picture a, of him in a, a Giants hoodie.
0: Uh, New York Daily News, maybe yeah. one of those. Mm-hmm. There's speculation out there. As we know, it all goes back to that that ESPN report that we've talked quite a bit about. Is Bill Belichick going to stick around in New England? Is he going to leave? Well, fittingly enough, Rod, he had his conference call with the media yesterday and a Giants reporter asked him, well, you know what? Let's let him do it. Is your intention definitely to be back with the Patriots next season? Absolutely. Absolutely. So here's the thing with that, Rod. When, <laughs> he had to
2: think for a minute, though. I want to put this out there. Yeah, it's put it's, it out it's there.
0: not uncommon for, one, Bill Belichick, because I've been on the receiving end of that silence. It's not uncommon for him to take his time before answering a question. And also, I have no idea if there's some sort of a little bit of a delay, a lag on the conference call before he fully gets to it. Maybe I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt there. But I do think it's interesting when that was happening and you start to see all the media guys, everybody on Twitter, it's Bill Belichick, is it your? intention of return to New England absolutely and you read it and you think it's this resounding like of course no doubt in the world you hear it and you hear that kind of silence and you hear that kind of dismissive absolutely Sort of makes you think, well, maybe it's not quite as authoritative as you would like it to be. Maybe he could leave, despite him saying on the radio later in the day how great his relationship is with Tom Brady, with Robert Kraft, even with Alex Guerrero, the pseudo-banished trainer, Tom Brady's health guru. So, for me, I don't think he's leaving. I fully expect him to be back, but he could have been a little more dismissive there than he was.
2: Uh, One final thing here, in case you missed it, Mm. the Red Sox signed Moreland.
0: And carson smith and Stephen wright to one-year non-guaranteed deals fire up those duck boats couple injured pitchers
2: are back oh my adam kaufman thanks a number of trains along the newburyport rockport lines are canceled this week wbz's ben parker joins us now on reporters roundup you're up there in newburyport ben i mean it's a beautiful day what's going on what's the issue
4: Well, you know, it is a beautiful day, and the issue is it wasn't a beautiful day last week. There was some historic tidal uh, surges, and and part of those surges uh, in Sargas, as a matter of fact, damaged some track circuits on the Newburyport and Rockport lines. And so Keolis, the operator of the commuter rail, has modified their schedule uh, in order to allow work to be done uh, on that line. Now, here's the situation. Track circuits rely on some low voltage electrical currents that run through the rails. Well, that current's been disrupted because of the salt water that got onto the tracks and, uh, and froze up. And so signals that are designed to turn red have not been working properly. Uh, so they've cut back the number of trains that they're running on the line. Uh, one, so that those trains can go a little bit slower, get through there uh, without much uh, delay. And, and also so it doesn't back up things on other parts of the network, uh, because if you get back. Backups on one line, and, and the way the trains come into North Station and things like that, uh, it could back up the whole line. So they, they wanted to put together, uh, they tell me, some reliable service that folks could depend on. Mm-hmm. And so there's some trains in the morning, some trains in the afternoon that are being impacted uh, with what Keolis is calling uh, a modified schedule. And they're going to be doing work 24-7 to try to get this thing straightened out.
2: Now, since they had this storm surge last week, any other problems up there in Newburyport?
4: Well, you know, there, there really aren't. Uh, I talked to the uh, the fire chief, who was also the emergency management director. His name is Christopher LeClaire. We sat down this morning. Uh, he said they had the deal, of course, like everybody else did last Thursday with that midday uh, high tide that did cause some flooding. Cashman Park in the city, uh, that was under three feet of water. Some folks said that was the most ever. But it all receded. It it, it went back from where it came, uh, and things have been operating normally in yeah. the city.
2: Well, it might have been remembered as a bone-chilling ordeal, but instead, a Portland, Maine family is remembering the heartwarming act of kindness from a Boston police officer. WBZ's Kendall Buell on the Ring Central newsline, following this great story because it is a, mm-hmm. a great story. So let's set the scene here. Well, the scene, Rod, is North
1: Station yep. on Sunday. Just bone-chilling temperatures, yes. below zero temperatures, and that very, very strong wind. And the Malinfant family was coming back from New York, where their daughter had brain surgery. They miss their connecting train to Portland, Maine, by five minutes, and oh. they are stuck now for a couple hours, and it is freezing in. North North Station. So they just want to find a place where they can put their bags, go find some warmth. They ask mm-hmm. some police officers who take them to their captain. And next thing you know, he's telling them, Get in my car. Wow, get in the car. In this case, yeah. they figure, okay, he's going to watch the bags, maybe take us to a, 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 a warm place, maybe even a restaurant or something. And they're so grateful for that, yeah. and they're talking to him, and, and already
2: he's a nice guy.
1: Already he is a uh, a nice guy, and the time goes by, and uh, Wendy Manafort talked to uh, WBZ tells us that uh, she's starting to get worried that they're going to get back to the station on time to catch uh, their train, and she asks him, "Where are we going?" He says, "Don't worry, I'm kidnapping you, sure, but it's it's all legal." <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And she just kind of laughs it off. And then a couple minutes later, she says, no, really, where are we going? (laughs) And that's when they realized he was giving them a ride to Portland, 112 oh, miles north of Boston. What a great act of kindness. And uh, and they got home safely and warm, I would think. Absolutely. An act of kindness. And, you know, we use the words above and beyond yeah. uh, often when we talk about Boston's finest uh, ride. But uh, even for them, man, this was one of those stories that really sticks
2: out. Oh, for sure. Kendall Buell, thank you. Reporters Roundup on this Tuesday, January 9th, 2018, in the books, right now. Over there, Master Control, we call him Goo. Kate Gallagher, (laughs) our editor